Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 54 of Aspire to Inspire, where we interview industry professionals. Today, I have the honor and absolute privilege to interview working actress Sabrina Ravel. I am going to state her bio for you guys so you guys can get a gist of who she is, what she's about, and also the projects that you definitely have seen her in. Sabrina Ravel is an accomplished actor currently starring in the crossover for Disney+. Plus. The LeBron James produced series is based on the best-selling novel of the same name and released to wide acclaim on April 5th. She can also be seen in her current reoccurring role on the popular CW series, All American Homecoming, in its second season. Homecoming also streams on Netflix, of course. Sabrina is also known for her memorable roles in Netflix, Zack and Mia, and Hulu's Champagne Ill, among others. And also, just a little shout out, she is a Philadelphia native, like I am myself. So without further ado, it is officially time to bring my guest onto the stage for episode 54. Hi, Sabrina. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. And like I stated earlier, it is an honor and complete privilege to have an accomplished actress like yourself on this platform. And like I stated before, this is a platform geared to highlight industry professionals like yourself. So on behalf of Aspire to Inspire and people who will be watching this, thank you so much for taking your time and we can officially get started. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> Wonderful. First off, I like to start off with a introduction type of question. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you break in to the entertainment industry? Well, I am Sabrina Ravel, for those out there who don't know me. <laughs> I am an actor. I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, like you said, Illadel. Um, we always rep our city. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did I get into acting? It's interesting because I don't feel like I was, a, um, I, I don't feel like I had the conscious thought when I was a child, I wanna be an actor, you know, like I knew what that was. But my mom recently, maybe like two years ago, because uh, I said it to her, I said, well, I wasn't, I wasn't that child who said, you know, I wanna be an actor. And she's like, you don't remember? I'm like, remember what? She's like, you used to perform for us. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. I, it's always been in me. I guess to perform and I really love dancing. So I kind of wanted to go the dancer route first, to be honest. Um, but then one day spirit spoke to me because I was, I was in academics growing up, like in, in school, I was always excelled AB student, you know, math, mathematics, that sort of thing. Not, not writing, not like writing and reading, but mathematics and, and like science and that sort of thing. Um, and so I went the route of computer science for a minute. So I was um, coding. I was coding. And I was very good at it. So I got an associate's degree in that. And I was on my way to get my four year, my bachelor's. And while I was at college, I just was like, this is not for me. Like all these other classes that I don't care anything about that. I, it was just like, no, if I could just take, you know, like computer science classes and coding, I would be good. But all this other stuff, I was like, I don't think this is it. And so I was like, am I going to go back? And when I was contemplating it, spirit literally spoke to me. Like I heard a, an actual voice that said, you're an actor. 
And I was like, you're right. <laughs> and I just, and I just followed it. It's, it's really interesting that I don't know if it's just youth or what, because I feel like, I mean, depending on the life you've had, I feel like when you're younger, you know, you're more like, you're more willing to follow intuition. I don't know if it's because you don't have a bunch of stuff like over you yet. You know, you don't have like that rent, those bills, you know, stuff that like can get in the way or even just people like things in life getting in the way. It's like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, I'll go that way. You know, it's it. so it was like that for me. And I was just like, yeah, you're right. Okay, cool. And I just really went after it at that point. Yes. Oh, I love that. That was a long answer. <laughs> No, please never, never apologize for stating your truth. And I mean, it, it, it's it's a beautiful story. I don't even want to call it long. It's a beautiful story of how, you know, just being able to connect with the fact that sometimes when you're younger and, you, you know, someone tells you to do something or when someone or when something's spoken to you, I should say, and you decide to stick with it, that takes a lot of faith to hold on and trust to, especially with not, I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, whether you have experience with acting or, you know, you stated earlier that your family told you that you guys had you had experience with performing and being mm -hmm. able to get back into that, like, oh, I did. And just being able to receive that word that was given to you and also running with it. It's just a beautiful testament to, to see who you are today and see everything that you're accomplishing. So all that to say, it was a beautiful story and that's <laughs> to hear beautiful stories like that. And just to transition real quickly with the next question that I have for you, you know, with the job of an actor, I feel like there's always a misconception that comes with the job of an actor slash actress. And I want to ask you, Sabrina, what do you believe is one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to the job of an actor that someone may have said to you, something that, you know, People may not understand, but here you can correct that. I think the biggest misconception, I think there's a couple, but I think the biggest is that it's easy. Like it's it's just, um, you know, like it's easy. It's just arts, it's just performing. Like it's just, it's easy. Um, and I mean that on all levels, like it's just easy to perform, to like, to access certain emotions and to access certain, um, qualities of a being that a being that you need to present even um you know my character on the crossover uh crystal bell for those who don't know check it out the crossover on disney plus crystal bell but you know some people might just look at that and be like oh black mom like black mom easy like easy easy like easy peasy but <laughs> I, it's it's interesting because certain qualities of characters you just don't carry or you have to tap into. So it wasn't just like, oh, easy black mom for me. You know what I mean? There were moments where I had to remind myself, oh, this isn't you. You got to sit a certain, like, you can't, you know, you can't come and just, I could be a bit of a tomboy. I grew up a bit around, a, you know, a lot of boys. Most of my friends on my block were boys. So sometimes I can carry myself, you know, very much like a tomboy. And so I had to remind myself in, you know, daily to carry myself a certain way and things like that. So, I mean, that's a small portion of it. it's not really where I was going, but 
even in the performance of it, that it's like easy to do. Oh, I could be an actor. Anybody could be an actor, that sort of thing. But also that is that the journey is easy, you know, or that you automatically are just like this, but you're an actor. Like you have, you have it, like you have what, because <laughs> it's a, it is a job like any other job. And when we aren't working, we're not working. We're unemployed. And so the entire journey of an artist or an actor is extremely, extremely, uh, I don't know if I want to use the word hard, but extremely um, challenging. You know what I mean? Like it's not an easy cakewalk um, for most, you know, definitely wasn't for me. Um, so yeah, I think it's a misconception of like, oh, or you're on this show and it's like, oh my God, you're on this show. So that means you have X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, didn't we learn? <laughs> Haven't we learned from all of these people who've come before us? We've heard the interviews. We've heard, you know, even Fantasia Sanger, she was on an interview actually with a friend of mine. And my friend was like, but you got it, Fantasia. You're not. She was like, no, actually, you don't know if I have it. <laughs> you know, like for real, like you don't know if I have it. It takes a lot to do what we do. And unfortunately, because of the optics, because of the masses, we have to put on like we have a lot of times, but a lot of times we don't have. So we're banking on a lot of, you know, um, favors and stuff like that. You just don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Like it's not an easy cakewalk like a lot of people think. Yes. Yes, I just, I'm letting that resonate because you hit home with a lot of the following questions I even have for you <laughs> just within that question. And no, that's perfectly fine because like you said, this industry, it, 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 is, it is hard, but there's a, there's a level of rejection that we face on a daily basis. And on top of that rejection comes uncertainty. And with the uncertainty comes doubt. So there's a lot of factors, negative factors that are quote unquote against us. And this is actually a great question to ask for a lot of the viewers who watch this. I have a lot of aspiring actors or people who want to have knowledge of how to not only just break into the business, but how to navigate it in a positive mindset. So my question mm -hmm. to you, Sabrina, is when it comes to the rejection and the failures and the no's, how do you navigate your way through all of those negative connotations and how do you mm -hmm. persevere with a positive mindset? What gets you through rejection? Uh, um, different things at different times, not that they're drastically different, but one is just basically knowing, like, I think when I came into acting, I didn't come with those ideas of that I just kind of mentioned. Like I, I was not frivolous about it. I did not think it was this, um, I knew it was, I knew that it was a profession. I knew it was a job. I know you do X, Y, Z to get to X, Y, Z, you know, especially when I came into it, we didn't have um, the internet so much as a tool as we have it now. Um, it was around, <laughs> I'm talking like I'm 90, but I mean, <laughs> 
I ain't, I ain't old, but I mean, <laughs> it was around, but it was, it still wasn't used in the way that it's being used today. Like you can pop off, off the internet, right? Like you can. Yeah. Um, but so am I, so I really came into it knowing that it was a job, knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm going to school for X, Y, Z. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to get good at my, you know, craft. I'm going to get the headshots. I'm going to submit. I'm going to do, you know, and so I already knew and was prepared for the rejection. I think when that's another thing, of, like when you just throw yourself into it, as opposed to really coming up through the rank, like through class and everything you, because a good class will teach you. I went my I started at a um at a two year Meisner school. So I started with a good base. Well, I didn't start there. In Philadelphia, I took two classes. You know what I mean? I didn't start there. But uh the base of my um acting experience is at a, a two-year school of the Meisner technique. And they kind of incorporated some of the business aspects in it. Not as much as I would like. I think most I think a lot of classes should incorporate it even more. Um, but they did prepare us, like they told us, you know, they, I mean, you 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 just know like it's gonna be rejection. And you know that nine out of ten, nine out of ten, you ain't gonna book it. <laughs> so it's like if that's the case, you kind of know that and understand it now. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there have been moments long time ago and also recent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? where it gets to a point where it happens consistently, consistently, consistently. And then you're just like, okay, wait, let me check. And you like, let me add this up. Cause it ain't adding up. It's been about a thousand times. Okay. I okay. You know what I mean? You're like, where is it going to equal one? You know what I'm saying? Like, where is it going to equal? So we're human. There are going to be moments of like frustration of like, what is going on? And I say to that, I think that's a very personal thing. I don't think I could say something that could change it for someone else. But I think you have to have enough self-awareness to take a pause, to go within and know. Because sometimes it is like, oh, I hate to say this, but sometimes it's just like, this ain't your thing. This thing that you keep trying to do, this is not your thing, right? It's not. You might be trying to do it because your mom told you. Somebody said, oh, my God, you could be a model. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. This this thing might not be your thing. And I think you have to be willing to go within and see if that's the case. And then sometimes it's just simply not time, not the right thing. Sometimes it's, I need a bit more schooling. You know, I, I'm not that good at, you know, these auditions or these, it's just a tricky, it's not a one all, it's not a one thing fits all, right? And then there's sometimes where you just got to get out the emotion of the frustration and whether that's crying, you know what I'm saying, screaming in a pillow, praying, um, you know, I've had my moments where I'm like, I'm done, I can't talk to nobody, I'm going to retreat, I need to regroup. And I, that's kind of what I was saying a little bit earlier is like regrouping, seeing, is this where you want to stay? Am I going to move on? Am I going to add something to the, you know, pivot in a way? Um, so I just try to deal with it with a conscious, like a, a level of consciousness. You know, I try to deal with it with a level of consciousness. And then whatever it's showing to me, then I bring the tool to that, if that makes sense. Perfect. Perfect sense. Perfect sense. I love how... What's the wording? I don't want to say open because that sounds so ugh, honest. Mm -hmm. How honest and vulnerable you are when it comes to just how you navigated through 
this tough business that, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. It is with everything not. that you're saying, yeah, it is not. But with everything that you're 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 saying, it's just it coincides with life as well of how you navigate day to day. Not even just for actors. This this I feel like I'm in therapy with you right now. <laughs> I feel rejuvenated with you. Just your positivity, your positivity, and just how open you are as a creative. I can, I can definitely feel that vibe from you. So just, uh, this is just going fantastic. I absolutely love Thank it. you. Yes, Thank of course, you. Of course. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned um, that it's not just for acting, that it's for life too, because my show, The Crossover, it, you know, it's titled The Crossover. It's, it's, it's based on a book, as she mentioned, titled, the same title, The Crossover by Kwame Alexander. Um, and it centers around twin boys, twin um, boys that are, and they're like, uh, teenage years moving from um, middle school to like high school uh, and they eat their basketball phenoms, you know, their, their basketball phenoms. And so the crossover, obviously from the crossover, the basketball move, right? But the crossover also is representative of when life crosses you over. Like how, when you think you're going one way and life say, no, honey, no, we're going this way, <laughs> you know? And you like, ah, and you stumble and you almost break your ankles, you know? Um, what are you going to do? And so that is the basis of our show. And I love how um, uh, I love how our writers really, they really made it a family show versus like just so much like solely on the boys. And so I believe everybody in the show is going through their own um, like coming of age, um, including the mother and father, myself, Crystal Bell, and also Chuck Bell, um, played by Derek Luke, my um my TV husband, uh, they're going through their own kind of um, coming of age as well. And so, yeah, it's interesting you made that point because that's what the show is all about. Like, how do you pivot when these things happen? What what are you doing? Um, yeah, to, to survive, <laughs> to live. Of course, of course. And huge fan of the show, by the way. My family and I, we've all, I, I remember distinctly watching it all the way through, not stopping. Oh. And just realizing when it ended the way it ended, not spoiling anything, it was just, I don't know. It, it, it's it, like you said so well, it was one of those life lessons within a show that you can take aspects with you where it can resonate with you. And as a, as a viewer watching and as an actress as well, it was just so well done from beginning to end, very family oriented mm -hmm. from beginning to end. And just very, very knowledgeable of how to handle things when life crosses you over, which is yeah. so, so well written. <laughs> and just diving a little bit deeper into your work and the role that you have on that show. Um, this question is kind of more general than specifically that show. But as a working actress like yourself, what makes a role a great fit for you? And are there certain qualities that you look for in order to become or in order to be a part of a film, could you talk a little bit about that just from your perspective? Hmm. I mean, just basic interests uh, at first, like you read something, like even with the crossover when I, I mean, let's face it, let's be honest, like we're actors, it's like we damn near audition for everything. Some actors are very specific, they have, you know, a, a go and have and ha has always had a goal in, goal in mind. And they're like, I won't 
just I won't deviate from this, right? I didn't kind of enter the game like that. You know, I kind of entered the game like needing to work. <laughs> um, and so for me, it was like, it's an audition. I'm auditioning for it. And yeah, you know, it is what it is. But I will say I'm also a person who feels like everybody's story deserves to be told. So I'm not so much of, you know, I'm not the actor who goes, I will never play, you know, X, Y, Z. I just will never do it. I'm not that type of actor. Now, if it's being exploited in a way, then I'm not going to be, I'm not going to do it. But I still believe, you know, like, I I don't know if you watch, um, what is that show? Uh, the Strippers. P-Valley? P-Valley. P-Valley, Yeah. That came across my desk to audition a couple of times. And I and and I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form that they knew who I was and they were like calling, you know, like call no, no. But I mean, just the audition itself, it literally did come to me like at least two times. And when I read it, I was just like, No, I don't think I can like no, I don't think I could do this. When I watch it, I'm like, this is an amazing show. So sometimes we think things are going to be one thing and they're done in a different way. So for me, I think quality, I think being, and sometimes you can't always recognize that. Like I'm saying right now with this, I didn't know what it was going to be. I could have looked more into the writer because that would have gave me a little bit more of like, well, she doesn't do track, you know, like, so maybe this will be something good, you know, so that's a hint out there for actors who are listening. Make sure if something comes across your desk that you normally are like, Mm, do a little bit more research because it might give you more insight to how the, you know, uh, ending project will look and feel. Um, because I do believe the stripper's story deserves to be told. I do believe, you know, um, what any character that, that people deem to be like negative or whatever, I believe their story deserves to be told. Now, how it's told is mm -hmm. two different things. And that's where it comes from me. Like, does it feel like this is being told with respect? Does it feel like this is being told with dignity? Does it feel like it's being told with just simply quality? You know, let's be honest. We have a bunch of stuff, no matter what, no matter what race, culture, th there's all different stuff, right? Um, I think we as black people get pointed out a lot with like, oh, that's ghetto or that's, you know, whatever. But white, excuse me. Oh, I had to sneeze. <laughs> but white people got their ghetto stuff, their ghetto stuff too, right? It's just like they have so much of it, a plethora that we don't zone in and focus on their quote unquote, you know, lowbrow stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But they got it. And I'm not saying you want you need to be a part of it, but it does exist. And so I feel like stories, like when you look at, I don't know if you've ever seen Pariah. Have you seen Pariah? Okay. I've heard of it, but no, I, okay. I haven't. Oh I've my God, it. it's such a good film. Anyway, you can make a story about the hood and it not be hood. Does that make sense? Like the actual telling of the story is not hood. It's quality, it's done with, you know, all I can keep saying is quality, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can have a hood film that's like, oh, this is hood. Like this, this is this is is shot like this. Is is everything about it is you know what I'm saying? Is is a certain level of quality? Is Spirit Airlines? You know what I'm saying? Versus Delta. I hear you. So for me, it's just like, yeah. How are you? How are you going about telling these stories? So it's not really the the content or the roles more than it is how are we honoring 
these mm. characters and honoring this story. Mm. Well said. And to piggyback and just resonating and listening. Ah, oh, I love doing this because I get to listen just so intently to people and their passion and just how their creative minds work and how, yes, the quality of work is oh so important. And as the job of an actress, actor, whoever you are as a creative, it is our jobs to portray characters, good or bad. There's no such thing as a good or bad character. It's just a character. And being able to do so in a justified way that's honorable and truthful and humane that's literally the job. And thank you for, for just resonating with bad versus good, like P-Valley versus, let's say, like Disney or something. Mm -hmm. Two different genres, two completely mm -hmm. different stories being told. Yet there are, you know, strippers whose story deserve to be told. And it's being told in a style and a version like P-Valley that is resonating with so many other people as well. There's just a lot of power in resonating with these fault characters and realizing, mm. oh my gosh, they're they're human. They're just like me. They're human. Yeah. Like I don't get, I don't, you know, it's interesting to me because I think we all, meaning everybody on this earth, I think we all want to be recognized for our um for our variety, right? Meaning we know that we're not one way all the time, yet we judge people as one thing. All this It's so interesting to me. Like, it's so weird. It's like the moment you see somebody do something, it's like, oh, they're such and such. And it's like, oh, well, they might've been such and such in that moment or on that day, but are they that all the time? Like all the time, you know, like, no. Right, I'm right. still not, you know, it's like when you, when you say, you know, how have you navigated this? I'm still navigating. You know, that's why I said past and recent. Like, I'm still, we, this is a journey. We are human, you know, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Uh, gotta love it. So vulnerable, so real, so true. And I would love to pick your brain a little bit in terms of your creative process when it came to your role in the crossover series you know what what was your process to get into the mindset of a mother of two talented athletic young independent boys who are transitioning and crossing over into like you said middle school to now high school and being able mm -hmm. to embark on that journey of playing a mother what was that like for you interesting but also not it's weird it was like the the physical the technical aspect of it like to read to know like oh i'm playing a mother at what age and got how what the boys are what 14 like not three not four not five you know they're 14 like so just like the technical part of it was like oh wow i'm playing a mother on disney and they are teenage boys you know what i mean like oh okay um but falling into it. I've always, I have kind of like a, a maternal energy anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not maternal in the sense of like, uh, it's more maternal in the sense of like leading, teaching, nurturing in that way, right? Um, and so that's already there. It's always been there even when I was two, <laughs> like, two, you know what I mean? So I, it, that, in that way, it does not surprise me because even amongst like friends and 
you know, family, it's like I'm always, if we're talking about something, I don't care what it is, you could vent all day long, but at the end, we're going to get to a solution. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't talk just to talk. I don't talk just to vent. It's like, so how I'm helping you? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we doing this? How are we going to move from here to here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always some sort of like maternal, motherly, like energy that's always been there um, and teacher kind of energy that's always been there. Mm-hmm. So that part didn't surprise me at all. But the physical part, I mean, just knowing, like just reading, like the breakdown, just like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, because I, I really, you know, I saw my series regular as something different, you know, something much more. Um, I don't know. I always use like how to get away with murder as an example, like if it was going to be a TV show, something like a how to get away with murder, something a little bit more, you know. Um, and and I think most people who knew me expected that too. So when they heard, they were like, Disney, a uh, mom, you know what I mean? It was like, wait, what? <laughs> so, so just in that aspect, it was a bit like, you know, shocking on that way, but just not really in the, like the way of me knowing what I kind of bring to the table, my strength. And I was glad I cut my hair though. I'll tell you that. Cause I had hair past my breasts. It was very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cut it February, the end of February, 2020, right wow. before my birthday. My birthday was in March and I was like, I think it's time because I've always wanted to shave it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what? I think it's time. And I shaved it. And shortly after I got the audition, um, well, of course, the pandemic happened. Right. Uh, but once they started opening back up, I got the audition um, and I didn't really think about my hair. I just it just read it and it resonated like, oh, this seems fun. Like, this seems fun. And. While I think I would be in something like how to get away with murder, actually right now I think this is best for me because, and and it's not for people listening, like my show is not uh like kitty kitty, you know, it's not super, it's it's not super light. It's it's family. We deal with challenges and all of that, but it's also not super heavy or dark. So there's a lot of like comedic moments in it and lightness and um lightheartedness that's there and so it felt good and I was like you know what this is needed for me right now coming out of you know a pandemic and well we kind of shot the pilot in the pandemic um I'm starting to ramble on uh so bringing it back (laughs) So, so but but bringing it back um I think it was it was it was a role that yeah, like my soul kind of resonated with, you know, but my mind technically was like, wait, what? <laughs> right. And I, real quickly, again. Ask- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's for people listening, because they're probably like, well, what did the hair have to do have to do with it? That's what I was saying. The Got- hair, because if my hair was long, I know I would not have booked this role. I know I would not have. Um, and it's not really so much of like, because they weren't looking for somebody with short hair, mm-hmm. but for me, my long hair made me look super young and, and stay in that like young age and youthful age. My shaved head matched my energy. Mm. It matched my soul, it matched my energy, therefore making me perfect for this role. Yes. And again, yeah. there's just, there's there's so many things that can go into deciding whether this or that person gets a specific role. And mm-hmm. being able to have done what you did in the time that you did while also being able to, I don't know, I I feel as though with watching your character in particular, there's an obvious natural nurturing that just shines through. And I'm sure 
among many other reasons, you're very talented, you're very beautiful, but that's something I, I definitely see within your character and not even just your character, but you as a person, the nurturing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's beautiful to hear that when that role came for you. And of course, it's not what you originally thought or what your friends have thought that would be something you would book. It's just, I don't know. It just seems like you're playing yourself, listening to you <laughs> right now and watching and reflecting. It just looks like you're playing yourself in your realist and authentic form. So it's just, Thank it's you. it's interesting to hear that you didn't see that for yourself or or that's not no. where you envisioned. Where no, I was even talking to a friend this weekend and she was like, I cannot imagine you with kids, like, like in my real life. <laughs> So it's it's very and it's interesting. My other friend, the night of the premiere, mm. we went to dinner after the premiere, and she was like, you know, I watch. She's like, I. A friend of hers had told her she doesn't believe a lot of her friends as mothers when she watched them in shows, right? Mm. And she said, I didn't really get what she meant until I watched you. She said, and I believe you as a mother. She's like, and you are my, like, I know you know you. And I believe you as these kids, mother. And that, so you know that was the best compliment. When somebody who knows you says, I believe you as this, you know, character on this show. It was so, so heartwarming. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, of course, of course. I'm giving you your flowers. It's very well deserved. And to transition over, if you could dive a little bit into your experience working on the project. I, I know for a fact that this opportunity, this role that you have played, you have learned a lot of lessons through your journey. And if you could just describe the, the energy of not just you working on set, but being able to work alongside such talented individuals. And real quickly, I would like to share that Jalen Mohal was one of my very first guests on this platform. Aww back in 2020 and being able to reflect and see him now and mm -hmm. not only see him, but to make this connection with you as well. Of course, you're able to see that there's so much greatness in these young actors and all and everybody that's included on this project. But all that to say, if you could share just any lessons you may have learned while your journey as playing this character while working on this series, feel free to share if something resonates or if you feel led to share something, one thing, I don't want well, to use too much if that's like confidential. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, one, Jalen, uh, I think it's so amazing like watching him grow. I mean, he was a baby on All American, you know what I mean? Like he grew up on that, sh on that show. So just watching his growth to, you know, from All American to the movies to the crossover, like, I just love to see it, you know what I mean? So, hey, Jalen. Uh, but also, it's funny how we're in the same world. Like, he's on All American, I'm on All American Homecoming. Mm. He's on the crossover, I'm on the crossover. Like, it's so, it's so interesting to see the worlds, you know, like, cross like that. Yeah. Um, but working on the crossover, any lessons I've learned? There are some that are personal. Um, but really, really, I feel like this job was kind of like, it was more of you belong here than like so many like little lessons that I had, you know, that I kind of took away. Like it was really felt like it was all orchestrated, you know? I mean, from all the cast, like 
the boys to Derek, you know, to um, the other, you know, uh, actors that play the kids on the show. I, just everybody felt, everybody was real people, you know, and, and yes, we're all real people, but sometimes we know we can, you know, find ourselves in the midst of what this industry likes to call like a diva or a diva or, or you know, we didn't have any of that um, on our set. We we just like real people. We come from real real places. You know what I mean? Like we don't come from Hollywood. You know we we come from real places. You know Jalen's from Atlanta. I'm from Philly. Derek's from Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like we all have a bit of um just down down to earthness to us. So yeah, it was very easy to like come together and build and and have that automatic chemistry and build friendship and family and all of that. And yeah, it was beautiful moments with the boys, especially like during the pilot, because they were younger on the pilot. It's 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 amazing what a year does. It's amazing what a year does. Cause now they're like young little men. But during the pilot, they were little boys and little boys, like in their beings, in their questions, in their <laughs> admire, you know. I remember the first thing they said to me, both both of the boys, Jalen and Amir, they were like, oh my God, you're so little, you're so short. And I was like, what? How tall did you think I was? And they were like, six feet. And I was like, what? They were like, on Zoom? Oh, we thought you were six feet. And I was like, wow. And he said, it's your energy. It's your energy. Like, so even for the kids to know, like out of the mouths of babes, like, you know what I mean? Like they were kids and they, they like your energy just resonates. I thought you were going to be literally six feet tall. You are five foot four, <laughs> like you are little. Um, and so that was like a beautiful, you know, kids say things, they say it and they keep going and they, and I'm like, they don't even know that they just like touched my heart. And, and I mirror too, I'm like, just the, just the connection to spirit and how they are, kids are so um, just connected and just say it. You know, Amir is like, I told my mom, you were, you were, you were going to be my TV mom. After our chemistry session, I said, he, I said to my mom, right in the session, I put it on mute and I said, mom, Sabrina's going to be my mom. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he was like, oh. yeah, it, I mean, just heartwarming moments that they probably don't even remember now. You know what I mean? Like they probably don't even know how much it affected me, resonated with me. And mm. and yeah, so like little moments like that and, you know, just reminding spirit, reminding you of who you are, you know? Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. Again, I'm at a loss for words because you, you can only know so much about a person unless they share their experience and their real authenticness with their experiences. And, you know, being able to not only be a part of an amazing series that it is, but have such a tight knit group of people who are not only just down to earth, talented individuals and being able, you know, the negative stereotype of, you know, if you're talented, you're going to be a diva but being also talented and down to earth and being able to share those close to home stories and being able to connect in spirit with young kids now, almost young adults. Well, not even almost, I'll call them young adults because they are growing. Yeah, they're young adults, yeah. yeah. But, oh, almost. It's, 
<laughs> that was the mom in you. That was the yes, mom. exactly, exactly. Came on like, well, well, almost. <laughs> I love it. I love it, and uh, it's just so genuine and so true. And the real quickly, what mm -hmm. you said is, you know, you belong, and you know, you being in the room, it, it just speaks volumes. When I have guests on here who share their experience, and that always seems to resonate that I belong being in this room, being a part of something like this, being able to share as a storyteller stories that will resonate with hundreds and thousands of people who watch this. So, Well, because I think it speaks to what we talked about earlier, which is mm -hmm. the rejection, right? So if you're rejected for so long, then chances are subconsciously or consciously, there's going to be some thoughts of you are not worthy or you don't belong or you don't, you know, like, things can tick away, you know, at you. So it's it's not surprising that it's always a, I belong, you know, like I'm here. And, and when you feel it and you know it, it resonates even deeper because our industry is filled with, well, you don't belong on this one. <laughs> well, you don't belong on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. right. So and that's a beautiful full circle moment. Beautiful. Full yeah. Circle moment. Yeah. So my last few questions, I don't want to take away too much of your evening but again this was probably one of the most genuine realist down-to-earth interviews out of the 54 this is just resonating oh, so much with not only just me i just know it's going to resonate with viewers who are going to be watching this mm -hmm. and the next following questions i have for you are i like to call them dream big questions it allows you to be imaginative it allows you to think about yourself you know of where you desire to be, of where would you want to see yourself visually as a fellow creative? So I always ask my guests this and their answers always vary and it's always uniquely tailored to who they are. So I'm very excited to ask you, you know, Sabrina, as a working and accomplished actress like yourself, where do you desire to see yourself? Let's say in about the next, let's say next 10 years, let's really go out there. Where do you desire to see yourself? Are you going to be in front of the camera more, behind the camera more? Where do you like to see yourself? Well, I will say this, because certain things I don't like putting out until, uh, just like, you know, I have my own kind of like spiritual thing, like that you keep mm -hmm. kind of close to your chest. Right. Uh, before I go there, though, I do want to, I'm sorry, speak to the diva and Devo comments and things because i think it's, it's important for people um watching and listening especially um aspiring actors and just the world because i think again there's misconceptions of you know what we do and i i want the world to know that a lot of times when people get labeled as divas and divos it's typically divas number one so let's let's start there um when a man is saying whatever is looked at as a boss you know a lot of times the diva thing is just not true. It's just not true. And so we have gone on for years believing that certain actors or certain actresses, um, I tend to use actors for male and female, um, but you know, are is this thing or, or is this way? And they're really not. And and we feed into that thinking that they are, or the stereotype keeps going, you know, because word of mouth, you know, it keeps going on and on and on. But really what may have happened is that you stood in your worth 
and you asked for something that provided a challenge for what they do. And because you provided a challenge for what they do, then you now become labeled as something that you are not. Um, and I find that to be the truth a lot. There are some, you know, B-I-T-C-H's out here. And I mean that for male and female, you know, there are, but it's not a, pleth a plethora of like, you know, that they would have you think it is. It's, it's just not. Um, people don't like when you stand up for yourself because it creates more challenges for them. If their work is easy, and if you are just a yes man and their work is easy, then that's what they love, right? But if you say, well, you know, I would like this and, you know, then it's like you're presenting a challenge when that thing might not be, it, it might be exactly what you, you know, you are, you are worth and you deserve. It's not, you're not asking for something above and beyond. You're asking for something that you actually deserve, but the fact that you're asking for it and not just going along with what they're giving you, a lot of times you're labeled as difficult. And so I want people to know that out there, we don't want to be cre creating tyrants. You're not out here to just be going crazy, you know, on sets or on jobs or anything like that. But I will say the more people that speak up, the less you will have stereotypes like this. The less, and this is any, this is for any industry. This is not just for this industry. The less you will have people taken advantage of or taking advantage of people because the the consensus will be people aren't going to go for that. The consensus will be people are going to demand what they're worth. The consensus, right? But if the consensus is you take anything that's given to you within the one person who stands up for what they believe in or who stands up for what they're worth, then now gets labeled as the bad apple. Um, and so, you know, take that, how, you know, take that and do what you will with it. But I did want to say that for all the people who've been labeled that in their life, mm. it's not always you. Um, mm. Okay, so now where do I see myself? Well, <laughs> I actually see myself doing a number of things, to be honest with you. Um, but definitely still acting. Um, I, I feel that is my um, career. That's my profession, right? But definitely want to move into directing. Um, I have like genres I want to go into. You know, I definitely want to, I, I'm a big fan of like sci-fi, um, but like grounded sci-fi. I really love grounded in reality, like based in reality, kind of dystopian stuff. Like I love, yeah if I could like think of a, I don't know. Anyway, there's a few different things like Stranger Things and there's a few different things that kind of live in that world. But right. um, E.T. Right. E. would be the oldest for me. E.T. would be like my my first, I guess, like example of it, how it was just so based in like reality, right? But here's this like, this E.T., you know, like what is it? It was, oh, it's such a good uh, movie. Anyway, so yeah, sci-fi. Um, crime, but not in the way of, I don't know, I can't explain it, but there's different genres that I want to kind of jump into. Right. Superhero, you know, certain yeah. things I want to do. Um, but then there's other avenues in my uh, creative journey or business journey that I want to tap into too with like businesses and stuff like that, that I won't quite speak on just yet until I really start, you know, going into it. But yeah. Uh, you know, I have directors I want to work with, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the Misha Greens and uh, Barry Jenkins and there's a, there's so many, 
when I'm when I'm like put on the spot to think about things, I get kind of like ah, and the names start going away from me. You know what I mean? Same but um, yeah, I, I, I want to work want to work with George Tillman again. Um, yeah, so many people I want to work with. Um, oh, I'm losing names on the tip of my tongue. Hmm. That's that's um, all. It's all good. What's the show that's coming? It's a show. It's a show. Virgo. 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 Yes. 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 The director. What is his name? I follow him. Uh, the director. Oh my God. He's so good. He used to be a rapper. He used to be a part of a group. They might still be a group. Um, he's from Oakland. He's from the Bay Area. I know so much about him, but I can't think of his name right now. This is what I mean. When I get put on the spot, like I lose names. I need to have a list here when I do these like interviews so I, so I don't forget. Um, it is literally on the tip of my tongue. Oh my God. But I would love to, uh, I would love to work with him because he does, he does what I love, which is like real life, real life issues that we're dealing with, but he places them in, in the world with these like quirky characters. Oh my God. I just want to work with him so bad. So yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I have genres and things and, and things that I'm kind of working on, but yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. And again, I, I always ask this question to my guests because I'm a huge advocate of speaking it out there and it comes out there. Yeah, yeah. So when when I ask guests, and, and, and of course, don't beat yourself up if you can't remember each name, because the fact that you have a list is <laughs> <I> <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's just a positive little curve I like to do on this platform where it just allows you to say it here. Speak what you want, yeah. Mm -hmm. Transpire yeah. in the future down the line. So I can say, oh my gosh, I had Sabrina Ravello here and she said she wanted to work with that person and she did. Proof mm -hmm. is right here in the recording. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a little fun, positive moment I'd like to instill into my guests to be able to share and dream freely, you yeah. know, to be able to, to state what they want and to know because yeah. knowing it, having a list and just being true to it, it speaks volumes about that person that speaks yeah. about their hard work and about their consistency. And it's, it's proof in the pudding. It's proof with you being here and um, slowly transitioning into my very last question for you, Sabrina. Again, I, I'm honestly at a loss for words of how amazing you are as a person. Yeah, on top you. of that, as an actress, as a creative, I like to say. But um, this question ties into why I created this platform, Aspire to Inspire. But um, Sabrina, at this time, how do you desire to use your platform to inspire others who look up to you in your day-to-day -day life? I inspire. I aspire to inspire using my platform. <laughs> I, I want to, I, I just want to continue. It's two things. I want to continue to bring awareness to honoring who you are and your worth. That has been a big thing for me. And I think most of us, like we spoke about it, it, I always say it doesn't matter what the trauma is, what we've been through. It all kind of boils to the same thing. That trauma has built up 
some sort of level of not feeling worthy. And I think the more we build up our worth, our self-esteem, our value of ourself and our trust in ourself, um, and believe me, I'm still on that, still on that journey. It is a journey. Um, I believe that alone opens up doors. I believe that alone opens up doors. And so I would like to inspire others to do that, to consciously be aware and mindful day to day of who they are, what they are, which in my opinion is the soul having a human experience that alone makes you worthy. Then I said it was two things. I'm gonna be very honest. I use my platform every single day to shed light on racism. And I would love for my platform to inspire anyone who is not black, because I feel like everyone who is black knows this. So anyone who is not black to be aware of the level of racism that we experience on a day-to-day, that racism is not just the killings, which is awful and should be the worst, but unfortunately it's actually not. It's um, the minority that we're experiencing, the racism that we experience in majority on a day-to-day is all systematic. Um, And the more they are aware of it and are aware of the legislation and the laws that are put in place to keep my people and others, brown people um, down, um, I think they can do something about it. If you're not aware or if you feel like it doesn't exist, then you do nothing about it. And so that is the way I want to inspire as well is for people to know this is going on and for them to choose how they are going to help in it. And I will say, hint, hint, the first way you can help in it is one, learning about it, two, speaking to your people about it. So because we like to use this word systematic, a lot of times we, it it, it um, separates us from it, right? It's like, oh, it's so systematic. Yeah, so what can you do about it, right? But systems are in place by people. And systems keep going because people implement those systems, right? And even when it comes to AI, people are programming AI, right? Well, when you program AI, well, you program with your same uh, prejudice and with your same racist rhetoric and thoughts. So AI is now going to start presenting the same things, you know, the same same racist qualities. So this may sound like, I don't know, crazy to some, but for me, it affects my life. It affects everybody who looks like me. Um, and it actually affects white people too, although they think it does not, but it does because we are all connected. And if it affects me, then it affects you. And if we are gone from this earth, if black people were rid of like that, and then where does that leave you? Where does that leave white people? Where does that leave you? That's a question to ask yourself. Where does that leave you? Are the powers going to be now? Do you do some form of white people become who black people were? Or do you all live like kings and queens? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does that look like for you? What are you without racism? 
You know, why does this exist? I think so many people live in this world and we just live how our parents taught us to live and every day. I think most people don't know why they're racist. Most people have not sat down and given themselves not even five minutes to think, why do I literally really hate this group of people? And why do I think it's okay for a government to pass legislation against, um, you know, certain communities? So, you know, yeah. I hope I would inspire in that way. Yes, I appreciate you for um, touching on that. It is it is an issue. It has been an issue, I should say, for time and time and time again. And being able to hear and know that there are people advocately going against this, shedding a light, being a light against this, this terrible chokehold that it has on us, it's very encouraging. It's very positive and it's very encouraging and enlightening and educating wise. So I appreciate you for sharing the time to speak on that because it is an issue in our day and age. And unfortunately we have to keep bringing this up time and time, yes. <laughs> time and time again. And I appreciate you Sabrina so much for you just taking the time to being on this platform uh, I'm at a loss for words. And I keep saying that because it's genuinely true. I, I don't have much to say besides peace and blessings to you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being a light in our world. Thank you. Thank you for the platform. I appreciate it. The platform where I could say those things and hopefully people are, you know, hopefully it's touching someone. So thank you. I appreciate you for bringing me on. Thank you. Of course, anytime. And to conclude this interview, thank you for individuals who will be watching this episode 54 with Sabrina Ravel, the amazing star, working actress, accomplished actress on the crossover series on Disney Plus. So make sure you please check that out. It is an amazing series from start to end. And until next time, thank you so much. Sabrina, stick around for a little bit for viewers watching. Okay. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs>